I partly grew up in the town of Godrich, and Godrich is an old town, and there's an old jail there. It's up at the top of the hill above the Maitland River, just at the edge of town, and it's a big old stone jail that was built by the Canada Company, I think right after they started laying out the town. It's big, it's pentagonal, it's got stone walls, there are no windows on the outside, and inside there are various exercise yards and the hanging yard, and also the cell. And around Halloween time, because it's now a museum, they don't use it anymore, it's not big enough. Around Halloween time, kids can come in, and grown-ups, and go on a tour. And one of the things they'll do is that they'll put you into one of the cells and close the door, and then the guide will usually walk away whistling. And it's this cold stone cell with a tiny little grate up in the wall that looks out into one of the exercise yards. It's a scary thing to imagine when they close those bars to actually have to be there and live there. And so when I found this picture, I thought this is a great picture about trying to get out. I picked it because it symbolizes how we can be imprisoned slaves to our sin. And those bars represent our character defects and shortcomings. And right away, your playful mind would think, I need God's pry bar or even the jaws of life to get out of there. And here's another way to symbolize that, another way to look at symbolic prison bars. This person, he wants freedom in life, but he's hanging on tightly to negative beliefs, character defects, and the sinful behavior that arises out of all that, and it keeps him or her boxed in, because he thinks, I can't get out. I can't get out. This is reality. Yet, if he would just let go and step back, you might have noticed that God's freedom and truth is all around, and he can go out. Or she. Go ahead and play with it. And there you are. There's lots of ways to let go and let God, right? So the lesson tonight is about taking action, starting to take action, to achieve victory with God's help over your character defects and shortcomings. And this is a 12-step lesson, and I know that somewhere under a pile of stuff you have at home, maybe under clothes in the bedroom, or maybe it's hanging on the fridge underneath cat pictures and old shopping lists. You do have the 12-step poster, because we gave you one. And we're looking at step six and seven tonight. Now, some minds go to, but I haven't done the other steps yet. Don't worry about it. This lesson stands on its own. And we're zeroing in on step six. I am entirely ready 
to have God remove all these defects of character. Ready to let go of what's been keeping you in the box and get out. Yeah. And step seven, I humbly ask God to remove all of my shortcomings. Well, what's a, what's a character defect? What's a shortcoming? Same diff. It's an habitual negative thought pattern, belief in your soul mind, not your spirit, in your soul mind, like in the software, which is out of alignment with God's word and God's plan. It's about being disobedient to what Jesus casually said, obey me. And those thoughts, those negatives, lead to negative behavior that's destructive to you and or destructive to others. Hmm. And one kind of destructive character defect might be what you say to yourself. Yakety yak yak inside about yourself that's out of alignment with God's plan for you. Or maybe you even speak it aloud about yourself and it's destructive. That's one big kind of character defect, a shortcoming. Another one is behavior that's destructive to yourself. And the other kind is behavior that's destructive to others, destructive in the world. And I know these overlap because the self-talk usually leads to destructive stuff that you do to yourself, which leads right out into the world. Well, where did all these character defects come from? Oh, my goodness. It's not as if you were born with them, except in the sense that you're part of fallen nature. We're not in the garden right now. And that fallen nature that we're born with is pri primarily selfish, absolutely selfish. I have a little grandson, Freddie. Freddie's two and a half. Freddie loves vehicles. He's got oh, the place is littered with vehicles at his place over in England, so far away. And he loves his vehicles. But when his little friend Justin comes over, Freddie gets really upset if Justin, he's about six months younger, picks up one of Freddie's vehicles. Freddie has a meltdown because they're his. But if Fred goes over to Justin's house, with his mother, of course, Justin doesn't care if Freddie picks up one of his toys yet because Justin isn't quite old enough to manifest that primal selfishness. But it'll come if you've ever known a two-year-old or a, ever been a two-year-old. Yeah. Where else do character defects come from? You get them from your parents and your siblings because you listen to your parents and you listen to your siblings and the other kids. You listen to them, you watch them, and then you imitate them, right? We get character defects from the world, from the culture, from school. Janet, don't go on a side trip about the public school system right now. You get them from Netflix, movies. You get them from social media, TikTok. Most of it is poisonous. And demonic influence will work through all of this. Oh, yeah. But that doesn't mean it's an excuse because a character defect is just a handy handle for the local 
version of Satan's minions to yank on you, but it's still only with your participation. Well, right about now, some people say, ah, that's not me. I don't have any character defects. I don't have any shortcomings either. Neither do I. Well, I'll think about it later, and then I'll go into... <coughs> This lesson is stupid. I don't need this. My life is just fine. I'm a good person. Hmm. <sighs> it's probably for other people. And I'll just pat the little, I mean, angel on my shoulder. Hmm. And that reminds us of step one. Remember step one? I admit that I am powerless over my life issues, addictions, and negative behaviors, that my life has become unmanageable. But we're not going to think about it later, because I don't think any of you are in denial. Now, if you were to get that uh, worksheet off your clipboard now and turn it over, there's a big blank space there. You see that? I know it's not big enough, but it's going to have to do, because we're not going to... Uh, to <laughs> Now, don't, don't do anything yet. I know there's some instructions there, but I have some to add. I'd like you to think about, and of course the Holy Spirit is working through you now and eager to work through your mind and down your arm and through your pen. I'd like you to think about some of the character defects you know you have, shortcomings. But don't write yet. Just think about them. Spirit of God. Don't start writing yet. But in a moment, I'm going to count one, two, three, and say go. And then you can start writing, but write as fast as you can, because I'm not going to give you much time at all. But think about this. What if God's going to remove every character defect you write down? in the next minute or so. If you write it down, gone. You ready? One, two, three, go. You can use just a word or a phrase or even secret code if you're afraid the person sitting next to you is going to look. And of course, they're thinking the same thing, so... You know what it means. imagine if you write it down it's going to leave with God's help because you're going to take action on it starting tonight
Okay, that's enough hard work. St smoke's starting to come out of some ears. Steam. Yes. Now, just shake yourself. Yeah, shake. Do a bit of an Elvis impression. Get the feet going. Yeah, because that's, that's heavy work. Now, just up above that, you see what's called a prayer plan, which we're not going to do yet, but I just wanted to look at it. Notice that the prayer plan, the first part of it, is about, I repent of all my sins. I ask your forgiveness. Please come into my spirit in your saving grace and make me completely new in Christ. Now, that's the version of a sinner's prayer, right? Many of you have done that already. There's always a few who haven't. And if you've done it before, later on you'll have a chance to just pray it again. We also have the next section. I'm entirely ready to have you remove all my defects of character, including blah 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 blah. And then there's a prayer that says, I pray your word. This is about it is written. And I acknowledge that you mean it for me. And I wonder what that's all about. In the name of Jesus. We're going to come back to that. We're going to finish with that. But right now... After we've done that, oh, we've written our shortcomings and our defects and our flaws. And now, if you turn the page over, we're going to get down to work. I'd like you to think of, for number one, an example of negative self-talk, something that you say to yourself and or you say it out loud about yourself. Now, I just yesterday said to, said to myself, I'm such an idiot. And actually, I don't even remember what it was about. And I immediately caught it and thought, why would I label myself like that? So I'd like you to just maybe check on the back some of the things you wrote down. Pick a thing that you say to yourself or out loud about yourself that is contrary to God's plan for you, that is constricting. And some of you have a whole committee that'll say things about yourself. Some of the common things are, you know, I'm such a failure, I'm such a loser, I'll never be able to do that, stuff like that. Pick one. Just write it in there under number one. Now, if you're here with somebody else, you're not allowed to give each other advice. <laughs> Looking over there. <laughs> oh, okay. So y'all got one? Nobody has perfect internal dialogue. <laughs> Some people think they do. Now, right beside that are the scriptures to play, and this is or to pray. And this is because it, sometimes if you're in conversation with someone and you say, "I'm praying for this," and they might ask you, "What scripture are you standing on?" You ever heard that phrase? It's like, "What scripture in God's word is about this thing that you want to pray for?" And so what we've got here is, I just picked a couple, the Bible's full, from Psalm 39, King David, 
He said, I said, I will guard my ways that I may not sin with my tongue. I will guard my mouth with a muzzle, so long as the wicked are in my presence. Now, in his case, I think the wicked were his political opponents who were chasing him all over hill and yon. But he, it's quite specific. He'll guard his ways. He won't sin with his tongue. He'll guard his mouth with a muzzle. You ever seen a, a dog that has a tendency to bite? You put a muzzle on him? And another great scripture from Psalm 34. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. So those are scriptures that you could stand on, that you can pray, you can speak out loud when you're working on letting go of that character defect you just wrote down about negative self-talk. But there's another way to pray this as well, and that is to do something really important that some people, they'll, they'll hear scripture, they'll read scripture, and it's God or Jesus saying, you should do this, you should do that. And somehow it doesn't get in here this is for me too. And so notice what I wrote for you here. I took David's words, King David, and just put it into the present. I am guarding my ways that I do not sin with my tongue. I am guarding my mouth with a muzzle so long as the wicked are in my presence. And as you write that down now, you might be thinking, well, what are, who are the wicked in my presence? Well, sometimes it's yourself is in your presence. Or other negative influences. And the second way of acknowledging in your prayer, by putting it into your own voice, I am keeping my tongue from evil and my lips from speaking deceit. So go ahead and write them. And I know some of you write big, <laughs> but small, get it all in. Some of you have done this kind of claiming and acknowledging before, but for s some of you, it's new. To put God's word to everybody and to say, this is for me too. It's the word I. Another great source for scripture about your mouth is which book? Matt. Yes, the book of James. Jesus' little brother. He followed him around carrying Jesus' carpenter tools and listened to him all day long. Great stuff. So have you got that? Let's take that second one, I am keeping my tongue, and I'd like you to say it aloud with me, really loud. I am keeping my tongue from evil and my lips from speaking deceit. Well, that was kind of wishy-washy. Let's do it again with a little more enthusiasm. Go. I am keeping my tongue from evil and my lips from speaking deceit. You know, some people wouldn't be able to say anything for a while, would they? Um, now, number two is to pick an example, just an example, of your personal behavior that's destructive to yourself. So pick from your vast selection on the other side of the paper there. What do you do that's destructive to you? Janet, I have so many. Pick one. For instance, one kind of destructive behavior is 
using steroids to work out at the gym and get all pumped up with pride. Another one is using illegal drugs, staying in bondage. Those are character defect, habitual behaviors. You all got one? You put down your word or your phrase so you know which one you're working on. And you see the scripture that I picked for this, although there's so much scripture. Here's the first one. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Hmm. Now, what is the demonic message that's being brooded about in the culture right now about that? Totally against that. Satanic indoctrination, the mutilation and sterilization of children. And yet, there's only two genders. All the others are representative of mental illness. Then from 1 Corinthians, do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? So if you're God's temple, you want to keep, keep it all nice, don't you? You want to keep it clean, shine it up, look after it. And then a line from Ephesians, just before he goes into the armor, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of the power of his might. And there's some other scripture there. Now those are scriptures that if somebody says, okay, you are praying for God to take away that character defect of behavior that's destructive to you, what scripture are you standing on? Well, there's a couple and you know there's lots more. But you can also phrase it to make sure you recognize in your heart, in your mind, that it's for you. So you might say, so God, you created me in your own image, in the image of God you created in me, and then you would fill in a man, a woman, a male, a female. An image is not that you go look in the mirror and think, oh, God looks like this. Hmm, hmm. Image is about you are someone who has will, free will, and you can create, you can make decisions. And very much that you're created like God, because God does that too. And you can also acknowledge, I know that I am God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in me. So in that phrasing, you've reminded yourself, hey, this is for me. Now for the Ephesian scripture, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. How would you phrase that so that you're reminding yourself it's for you? I am strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Notice it's not about your power and you doing things yourself all on your own to make it happen. You're strong in the Lord. If you're saved, the Lord's in you and you are in the Lord. And it's his might, his strength that you depend on. So have you got those written in? So that when you are praying about this, you can both stand on some scripture and you can remind yourself that it's for you too. 
And let's go on to number three, an example of negative behavior that affects family, friends, that's out in the world. <sighs> Maybe there's an anger problem or petulant temper. Someone doesn't get their way. What do you do that affects other people negatively? You just put down a word or a phrase, look on the back, you know what you wrote. Someone's thinking, oh, Janet, you're making me work. I know, you're going to get writer's cramp. <laughs> you should know by now if I'm teaching that you're going to work. <laughs> because this is life and death. I'm not going to mess around. So, scripture for that. It is written, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. So you've got to stop that anger problem. You've got to stop using porn because it's destroying the relationship you have or that you hope to have. And then from James again, and this is wonderful, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Boy, James doesn't mince any words. But remember, he's, he's speaking what his big brother said. So that's the scripture to stand on when you're praying about letting go of a character defect that affects others. And Romans 12, too, will take you there as well. But how do you claim it and remind yourself, I love the Lord my God with all my heart and with all my soul and with all my mind I love my neighbor as myself please point to some neighbors yeah, it's not just the people who live next door to you in the next flat or the next house <laughs> it's everybody else yeah. and be inscribing this this is important so we take that and we remind ourselves that it's for us. God opposes me if I am proud, but gives grace to me when I am humble. And, uh, and somehow the eye for eye is even a small one there. See how humble it is? I submit myself, therefore, to God. I resist the devil, and he will flee from me. I draw near to God, and he will draw near to me. I cleanse my hands from sin and purify my heart, and I am no longer double-minded. That's a start. You get a sense of that, that there's scripture to stand on, and, there's, and you need to phrase it to make sure that you get that it's for you. I'll just give you another minute I see some people are still writing that down. I know the space was very small, but you get the idea. And now let's turn the paper over and look at the prayer plan again, because we're going to do this. Now for this prayer that we're going to do, we're going to pray the third item we worked on, the negative that affects your negative character defect that affects family, friends, 
goes out into the world. And when we pray, we'll pray the sinner's prayer, the quickie version. And it's a nice review if you're a saved Christian, not just a Sunday morning Christian. And then you'll be saying, because I'm going to lead you through this, I'm entirely ready to have you remove all my defects of character. I humbly ask you to remove all my shortcomings, including. And there, at that point, I'll pause so you can mentally talk to God about that character defect that affects other people. Okay? So you won't hear me saying anything. And then when I figure most people, except for the really wordy people who are still talking to God, then we'll carry on with the rest. And I'll say, I pray your word, it's written. And we'll recite some scripture. And then we'll acknowledge it. And you'll recite what it means for you. So pretty simple. But we're going to stand to do this. So stand up. It's about time anyway, isn't it? And all you need to remember is the character defect that affects other people particularly the people you love. And I'll say some words and then I'll pause so you can echo that, all right? And let's not hear any, Heavenly Father, you know, I, I humbly pray that, you know, I repent of all my sin. None of that stuff. We want to make it big and bold so... Watchman Dave out in the lobby there thinking, wow, they're really rocking in there tonight. So nice and loud. So we are going to pray. So close your beautiful eyes and speak loudly and sincerely after me. Heavenly Father, I repent of all my sins. I ask your forgiveness. Please come into my spirit in your saving grace. And make me completely new in Christ. I am entirely ready. And I humbly ask you to remove this defect of character, this negative behavior that affects family and friends. Go ahead and tell God about it. It is written, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. And with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. I acknowledge that this is for me too. I love the Lord my God with all my heart, and with all my soul, and with all my mind. I love my neighbor as myself. 
It is written. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. I acknowledge that this is for me, too. God opposes me if I am proud, but gives grace to me when I am humble. I submit myself, therefore, to God. I resist the devil, and he will flee from me. I draw near to God. He will draw near to me. <coughs> I cleanse my hands from sin and purify my heart. <coughs> I am no longer double-minded. <coughs> In the name of Jesus. So be it. Amen. And yourself. That was a good one. Yeah, the enemy's trying to shut me down. <coughs> Take a picture of the questions for groups. So have I worked you hard enough? Go get them. You have a prayer plan. Keep on doing it. <laughs>